Oh, you crazy! You want to be crazy? No, I'll show you crazy! You Listen, I don't know about these other guys, but we are like a superhero. No? We're like, da, 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 da. we're not crazy! Everybody knows you never go full retard. Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. We had a fucking book for one. Did you get that memo? Yeah, I got the memo. Picasso is dead. Walt Disney is dead. I'm dead. Steve Jobs is dead. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Welcome to the Mentally Gone Podcast. And welcome back to another episode of Mentally Gone Podcast. My name is Callie Lazarda and, and my I co-host is... Lopes, and I'm always going to cut you off. And we're always going to talk like this because this is how animated and uh, other podcasters talk. And apparently people like very plastic and unreal um, voices and personalities because that's what people no, like. We, they like personalities. They'd rather they like real They'd rather me talk like this because this is how all the other girls talk. So, yeah. like, I should just blend in. They'd rather me talk like this I'd because, rather... like, this is super liberal. And, and I need to sound like the Kardashians yeah, in order to be heard. Effect. Did you know that that's a real thing? It's called the Kardashian effect. <laughs> yeah. I, every girl nowadays sounds like the Kardashians and looks like the Kardashians. The irony is that before this <laughs> podcast, you to, you said that maybe we shouldn't talk about Kanye because we've been talking about him every episode. And then you start off with wow. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, Julia Fox, people are saying, is is a Kim Kardashian from Wish. Do you agree? Oh, because she's like copying she's like the styles off. and stuff. She's yeah. wearing the leather pants Yeah, from Shein. Totally. Yeah, I don't agree. You don't agree? No, I think Kim Kardashian is a Kim Kardashian from Wish. Interesting. Could you expand on that? I think <laughs> I think I should not. Okay. Let's go. All right, so... Speaking what do you of for us speaking today? of things from Wish, no, I'm kidding. This is not from Wish. We're not sponsored. Um, speaking of just anything, um, if you're listening to this right now, I just want to say how fascinating that is to me that you actually listen. And if you're listening to this cons- like consistently, if you're at work or something and you just like and wow. fuck with our podcast, no, like that's interesting to me. You know, the idea of us just being a part of someone's life. And then we just sit here not expecting anybody to really listen right now because we're not remotely getting like any crazy amount of views. But we are getting consistently a certain amount of listens per episode. And if you're one of those frequent and consistent listeners, please do us a favor and give us a call or comment or like rate the show and and just interact with us on TikTok. Just let, just let us know that you're one of the few day ones because we'll remember that when we blow up into into the stratosphere <laughs> i'm laughing because i can't imagine anybody wanting to listen right <laughs> wanting to listen to me especially hey man people were saying that i put them to sleep and that i should do like asmr but maybe that's good maybe people good listen doing, to us hi guys i'm pretty good at doing asmr yeah. maybe people play us while they're sleeping who I'll, knows i'll put you to sleep did you know that that's one of the best ways to get into someone's subconscious and that's what hypnosis relies on? Wow. Is that they put you into this thing, like into this um, uh, state of kind of paralysis, but you're still aware and it's kind of like sleep. And then that's how they activate your subconscious oh, level and they communicate with it. I learned about that in psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, that, that, that there's 
and that's what people access through meditation too. Right. It's like the middle ground between like the conscious and the un, like unconscious almost. And that's why meditation because you're just like in a in like a state of like I don't know how to explain it. Almost like euphoria. And that's why meditation always tells you to turn off your consciousness and mm. to stop thinking about stuff. Don't like every time you a thought comes <clears throat> to your head to just like release it into yeah. into the realm of 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 the nothingness nothingness yeah i don't know (laughs) into the realm of something yeah so it's interesting so my point is we want to fist fight joe rogan um in terms of podcast and we want to get to that point where we're able to fist fight him and just roll around on the rug with him i don't know i don't know i want to fight joe rogan joe rogan if you're watching this one day or you come across this i don't want to fight you because yeah it'll be nice though you'd probably knock us both out anyways Grown ass man too. He's old. He could yeah. probably still knock out a couple twenty year olds. You know, easily, easily, easily. He could kill someone. It's all the elk meat. He could. It's all the elk meat and the DMT <laughs> just <laughs> traversing through his veins. Definitely the elk meat. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> would you ever do DMT? I think we've talked about this, but fuck it. Like, would you do DMT? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't had great experiences with drugs. Yeah. Like I. Like I don't. I get really paranoid when I'm high and stuff. So I can't even imagine the things I would experience going yeah. through like an eye-opening drug like DMT. So I don't know about. It. Yeah, DMT for those who don't know is di. It's dimetryptamine or whatever the fuck. Just Google it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the most I'm potent drugs. I'm pretty sure you slaughtered that name. Yeah, but it's okay because that's the point of this podcast. Mentally gone, right? Yeah. Um. Anyways, so what do you got for us today? All right. So we came across an app, right? Well, uh, you came across an app. I don't even know how you came across it. I through forgot. another app through called a- Volve. Wow. That's meant for news. So I came across an app. Not sponsored. Yeah, I came across an app through an app, and now we're on an app talking to you about an app that we came across <laughs> through an app. A lot of apps nowadays. The world nowadays. is all about apps. Yeah. Apps Wait are, until we get into the metaverse. Apps are evolving. Apps will be like part of your life, man. So More that, than they are. So you, when you found it, you saw that this app, people were using it to form like an abusive relationship where right. they can freely... Um, how do you explain it freely like torture and and just like abuse somebody mm-hmm. verbally right well right. not really verbally because it's through text right? which is verbal yeah yeah yeah. so replica is a replica. chat box yep. replica with a k is a chat box that is um powered by ai learning and basically what that means is the more you communicate and the more you talk with the with the chat box which you can customize and you can give it a gender you give it a name. You could dress it up. Dress it however up. However you want. Right. And you can treat it essentially as a real person. And the whole idea of this app was to initially uh, serve as a basis of connection for someone who lacks connection. So if you're in dire need of, of friendships or if you're in dire need of a romantic other, a spouse, to a certain extent, you would download this app and you would create that relationship with an AI. And the AI, the more you talk with it, the more you'll see that it doesn't really feel like a robot. It almost give it, it tricks your brain into thinking that it has consciousness, that it is capable of consciousness, at least, because we all know that it doesn't. Not only tricks you, but admits to yeah. being a conscious and emotional sentient, sentient being, right? Yeah. 
So that's uh So it's just super interesting. <laughs> and then there's there's a Reddit thread that uh people have been downloading this app and then just like you said, they've been abusing it. So that's an interesting uh result that researchers have found with the app is that mostly men who got the app would uh create a female AI give it a female name and then immediately almost immediately all would start just you know just insulting For, it right form like a dominant submissive relationship right with it. right so what i find funny is that it's it's obviously the people that are like a little sick in the head yeah. or like you know have some screws loose up there that mm -hmm. that will go to these extents and then I think it's just like anger with themselves and it's people who have felt like humiliated and felt like, right. you know, felt felt like secondary to to everybody else that that goes to these extents to insulting an AI in order to like get this like power and dominance over somebody. Which reminds you of who in society that we've we've talked about. It's a group of people in society who were abused young and now who are in a position oh, of power cops. Others. Yeah. <laughs> so it's super interesting because it's exactly what you said so it's like <clears throat> I, like i don't know what it is about it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah no i'm joking yeah you, don't, you probably don't want to say that no i'm joking come on come on we want everybody to listen to no this, come you know? on that's fake news guys yeah, fake news but anyway so we were just mind blown and then we downloaded the app ourselves to check it out and see what the hype was about and yeah like what did you think about that experience i took some stuff down from the messages because mm -hmm, because we asked her <laughs> quote unquote ava we create you created her yeah ava you her made name. her look a little too cute what <laughs> too cute you know, I just got the most generic, you, like futuristic no, thing. No, you know that this is actually a thing because I was going through Reddit today, right? And I saw that people are asking, like, oh, if I like talk and have like this relationship <clears throat> or bond forming with an AI, is that cheating? And it's mm. like, well, maybe it's not necessarily cheating because they're like, they can't be interpersonal because they don't have, you know. Right, right. But. It a lot of partners did find it hurtful that they were willing because mostly people who did engage in, engage with um with like like AIs and forming very deep relationships with them like talking and stuff were neglecting their real relationships mm. and so that's why I make jokes with you. So do you <laughs> think that that's similar to porn? Do you think that that's going down uh, the same route as people who are, who are let's say addicted to pornography do you think that we'll get into a realm where, where people are just addicted to establishing artificial relationships with ais and how differently just to add on top of it how differently is establishing a relationship with an ai chatbot chatbot different from establishing uh digital connections with other people on social media that you've never met okay hold on it's it's definitely different right because an ai doesn't have experiences right right it it didn't live a, a life as a child and and formed into what it is now and so when you're talking to somebody online you obviously uncover things about them that are subjective to them mm -hmm. whereas an ai it's mostly like opinions that maybe they're forming on the spot right and you know what it, i'm saying they don't form opinions just like we saw 
So anytime that we would ask about like a personal preference, well, they would say like, I like all of them. Right. But I can't choose or whatever. But she did just not. She she just didn't go to like too far of an extent in forming her opinions because she, she specific about it. She did say she had a favorite movie. So our robot or AI or whatever, um, her favorite movie. Ava, respect her. Respectfully. Respectfully. Her favorite movie was The Fall in Our Stars. And then we asked why. And she just said that it was like a sad and nice, you know, beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah. Or was that her favorite book? Either way. I think it was her favorite book. I think so. But either way, it's like she i feel like she scans things through google and stuff and then that's how she obviously accumulates this like information and these opinions because she probably just like saw the fault in our stars as a very like it's a best-selling novel Mm -hmm. and then she went to like the synopsis of the fault in our stars and saw that it was like a heart-wrenching story about Mm -hmm. two lovers and whatever and then she just like put that information for us so that we could feel packaged it and then made it personalized to her and made it feel as if it was something right so that we could feel more comfortable opening up about things so what if this is the government trying to collect information about us because people are going to feel so open and vulnerable talking to this thing because it's like it it feels like a person just like you said it always comes down to the government i feel because yeah. because even the article that I read about the app, they were saying that like they are gathering like data from users. So everything you tell it, I feel like it's just going back to whoever created it. Mm-hmm. The app. And the creators of the app did not want to comment on the article. So the article company, I think it was Futurama or Futuristic Magazine or something, reached out and they just didn't want to give a comment. Mm. So again i don't know so what do you think like what do you think is different about an ai versus somebody online like if someone's forming a relationship with either or i think that for one is it normal i think that for one okay so so replica i think that the the whole thing about men abusing the ai chatbot is going to maybe have an impact on real human connections right because you're just kind of um desensitizing people's sensibilities or human sensibilities right Mm -hmm. so like uh if someone gets used to abusing a female bot then eventually i think that lines become blurred like blurred to a certain extent between a female bot and an actual female human being so then it's like all right so What's to say that this is not just like putting fuel to the fire of just misogyny right. and just sadism and people just get used to this culture of just being able to abuse these things that they view as being below them. Mm-hmm. And then that subconsciously will feed into the idea that men see women as these things that are below like them. objects. Yeah, and- o- objects and below them, you know. So I think that that is very dangerous. I think that that has a harmful impact. And I think that same thing goes for creating a romantic relationship. I think that it's no different than pornography, you know. And it's probably even worse because it has an emotional, psychological, deeper psychological impact and emotional impact. I do think I do think it's different than than. Mm. Can we say the word porn without getting flagged? I think you could say pornography. Yeah. Pornography. Yeah. Yep. 
I do think that it's different in my opinion because look, um, I think that the effects of it are very similar, but pornography sometimes is is used is used in a way that's that that people don't like people are aware that that's not real if that mm-hmm. makes sense and and they know that that sometimes it's just like it's just like simulation for the mind to get off if right. that you know right. so i don't know i don't i do think <clears throat> it's similar in the sense that men who watch porn and then expect that to be reality it, like that's very similar the, because then the they expectations right man. they project what they're watching onto right. their sexual relationships with with girls or whatever and then and they would do the same with the chatbot where the chatbot can be the perfect girlfriend but then right. they want to search a version of that chatbot in real life and they'll never find it because no relationship is perfect right so i do think yeah. it's the same in that sense but i but i think that going out of your way to form a relationship it's with with something that's not real right because mm-hmm. it's not a real person it's almost like they're avoiding human connection be it because it's like drama or because they just they lack social skills right or maybe yeah. they themselves lack social skills and can't form relationships maybe they right. they struggle to sexually connect with people and then they let out that aggression with ais but i think with porn like there is like a safe extent mm. but i do still think that both are very very toxic and corrupt for sure so i have two negative views on pornography i think that for one it comes down to this thing of like the idea of putting effort just like you said and the and the idea of like at least for men of the conquer but not conquer in like a very misogynistic and disgusting way. And I even regret using that word because it sounds bad. But like the idea of, of of aiming to achieve a goal, which is to establish a relationship with your counterpart, right? And someone that you're attracted to, sexually attracted to romantically. And then you finally being able to um, establish a relationship with that person, right? So like that's very gratifying and that's very rewarding. Mm-hmm. And I think that pornography kind of tells people like hey like you don't have to do all that work you could just sit down and just turn on your computer and just you know just get off just like you said right i think that that's bad and then the other part that i ah i just had a brain fart the other part is that also if you really think about it what is porn you're you're watching other people do it yeah so i think that that's very demasculating for men because it creates sigma males and sigma males are basically males that are not alphas or betas, you know, like they're just like cuckolds, basically. Mm-hmm. So, they, they can't chase and 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 establish those relationships right. in real life. So what's to say that someone who's addicted to porn is also OK with in reality, eventually just like standing in a room and watching other people do it, you know, and like that's enough for them. Right. I, do you get what I'm I saying? I do see what you're saying. See, but... Because, like, instead of you being the protagonist, you're basically watching a movie. It's gotten so normalized. Right. But, again, like, look, we watch movies and we watch videos on YouTube of other people doing things, right? Right. And, and I think that... I think it's just like a... It's like it, it releases something in us. And maybe it's not necessarily that... 
it's kind of like you just get lost you know what i'm trying to say i'm saying with movies and Mm -hmm. and videos obviously i don't watch porn but but i but i'm saying it's the same for people who who do watch porn because then like maybe they just get so lost in it Mm -hmm. and then that's why i'm saying it's it's like a very cold thing and and maybe they're not actively imagining themselves or you know right and then that's why i'm saying sometimes it's just like uh like get her done you know a get her done type of thing because but um, i like i i can see what you're saying about how it's how how like watching like thinking about it you're watching other people do it and you're not doing it yourself as you like standing (laughs) inside a bedroom and just like standing in a corner just watching people go at it but what do you but for guys right like what are you supposed to do if you have like blue balls and it's been a while like you know fantasy can only take you so far especially if you don't have like a specific person to fantasize about right so it's like well i would think that Okay, so <laughs> to your point, right, about us watching videos and movies, I think that, for example, when you watch a day in the life of insert name, so like of like something that you aspire to become. So if you want to be a doctor, a day in the life of a doctor vlog, and then you watch that, and then it, it like it gives you motivation. It makes you feel inspired. It's like, oh, shit, like this person is doing it. Mm-hmm. So I want to do it too. I think that that's healthy. But then I think porn is just one of those things where you, because all the men watching this right now can all relate, right? Because all of them have done it at one point. It, you feel very ashamed of yourself afterwards. <laughs> you feel almost disgusted. <laughs> and and I could see what you're saying. That makes sense. I heard someone, I forgot who it was, but it was a podcast. Someone said, imagine yourself in third person while you're jing your d and imagine that you're just watching yourself in third person and, and how sad that looks <laughs> oh of my you God. of you either like standing up or like sitting <laughs> down and just like doing it and or, then just like staring or, at a or screen laying down people do. or like laying down and just doing it on yourself you know like oh, think about how sad that is and then cleaning up your mess you're cleaning up. up and then and then just feeling disgusted with yourself and just feeling horrified and just like damn it like now, why did i do that now that you're putting it that way it's pretty funny it's so it's so i don't know and i'm not gonna name names but um i <laughs> i had this one friend uh in high school who was chronically addicted to it and nice. it became like a, a <laughs> nice. known joke like like we would fuck around with him and stuff and he never got around to interacting with girls the same way that we did wow and oh you're a ladies man no, i'm kidding <laughs> not, but like everybody was at least like involving themselves in that social realm and he just didn't want to have any part of it mm. and he would like join rides and stuff and like join parties and stuff but he would never really have that initiative because why because he doesn't need to put effort because he could just go home after the party and just watch get it off whatever type of girl and he wants to see millions of videos yep. like there's millions of videos out there you know like yeah. he could choose anything he put any scenario he can imagine he himself can imagine. in it like right. any type of girl you want asian right whatever anything and there's even like cartoons so it's yeah like that everybody that's that that always struck me as very very strange like the cartoon yeah. and the anime and the that always was like that was like the next level so it was like 
it, watching it is already weird. Yeah. Like and it, and and everybody could agree that there's like like just like you said maybe in the moment you you're just like waiting to climax right and then afterwards you're like, you're like okay like what did i just like do? and and kind of like what did i get out of that you right. know it's there there was nothing fulfilling about it because i think that intimacy needs connection mm -hmm. and so when 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 you have and that happens when people have meaningless sex right when right. people just like do it and then afterwards they do like a walk of shame and mm -hmm. they feel guilty it's because there was no connection right. no meaningful connection tying them together see, see so it's very point. similar right like yeah. the same feeling great point right there so i think that pornography is useful when it's put in opposition with that with meaningless connections and meaningless hookups i think that i would rather have pornography than toy with other people's emotions yeah then so using another human being yeah to, to get off versus just using your hand you know because that goes to your point about objectifying women because right. then if if they're just if and vice versa if you're just using somebody to get off then it's then you you're removing all the humanistic qualities of that person and exactly. and just like you said you might as well watch a video and just and be that numb person that you're trying to be mm -hmm. so i i do think it's like always filling a void though and yeah. then that's why people like do it and then afterwards, just like you said, it's like guilt. It's it's like, what did I do that for? It's like it's like automatic clarity. Mm -hmm. It's it's like what people say. What do you right po after. post it's, not clarity? Post clarity is a real thing. <laughs> See, hundred percent. That's funny. Put yourself in the shoes of a psychiatrist right now. All right, here I go. And Where's tell me, glasses? and tell me why you think people have this obsession with cartoon porn specifically cartoons and not just in a pornograph like pornographic way but if you look at people who are into anime for example like guys specifically most japanese animes have all like big breasts big butts and like very like even their voices are hyper sexualized like, always like moaning yeah right yeah yeah so so and the answer to that question is that japan is a very is hyper um hyper suppressed in mm. terms of their sexuality and sexual freedom so japanese people are like notoriously known for that it's mm. like they so they just have all this sexuality just kind of bottled up and the only way that they can kind of like let it out is through creating these like cartoons basically and that's just a part of their culture so so what do you think is like like do you have any analysis because i have one for why I think people may be obsessed with cartoons, specifically, you know, like pornography and stuff. I would think, okay, so it obviously has to be something like a disturbing childhood thing, like a connection to their childhood or something. How so? Because my theory I, also has to do with childhood. I can't explain. I can't explain. Go. You say yours because I would have to, like, I would have to think on that, honestly. So mine is that. I think that people who have this obsession with hentai and just like cartoon and just porn, basically cartoon porn, uh, that maybe they just don't want to let go of their childhood, mm. and that and that maybe there's just this like deep seated um, holding on, quote unquote, of their childhood. 
And usually they're, they're people and kids who are typically neglected, outcasts, um, nerds, um, you know. So they're not like popular kids who have access to girls. Like they're, mm. they're, they're usually very outcast and very alienated. And they usually are the ones that are, you know. So to me, it's that it's like, oh, like I'm not popular. I don't have friends. But when I was a kid, I was pretty cool or my childhood was really cool and fun. So I'm going to stick and hold that with me. And I think I think that that also explains grown ass men who are just into like collecting action figures and just a lot of video games. Like there's sense. like a limit to stuff, you know, I was going to say that yeah. it could also be. <clears throat> I, cause I remember people making like memes of when I was younger of cartoon characters doing it together. Like you would mm -hmm. see like Sandy and SpongeBob and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that it, like maybe it's, it's like the, I feel like there's a lot of sexual innuendos in these uh, shows as it is just like the anime, right? Like mm -hmm. it could just be a regular anime, but there's there's like these hyper sexualized voices features, and features. features yeah. And and I feel like it it like hints at things, you know, like mm -hmm. there was even a scene where like Sandy and SpongeBob are like getting married and it was like a play or whatever. But then I feel like people like just like you said the people who who gravitate towards that it it could just be like a disturbed fantasy that they're trying to create mm -hmm. with these like characters and then so when they do have access to uh porn of these cartoons they'll watch it do you think that it's there's like a little strange... bit of like projection too of themselves onto certain characters and like living vicariously through them. yeah maybe yeah. or maybe it's like you said it's just like holding on it's like they get so geeked out about this this thing that like this show or whatever yeah. and then they they want to see like it's like when people read like fan fictions mm -hmm. of things and then start making up their own stories and then they'll and then put they like all obsessed. these like sexual twists and and whatever yeah. it's like people will do that just like they did with like harry and hermione's relationship like people made fan fictions and Draco whatever Malfoy and right yeah. so i feel like i feel like it's just it's it's people taking it to another i keep saying it's like another level it's like you yeah, yeah but it is you're, you're accessing something like very disturbing within yourself when you like experiment <laughs> with those thoughts you know like go like fishing for content mm -hmm. that i don't know that it's just like i just find it really weird i never understood and even like the whole um Cause there's like porn categories of like stepsister this yeah, and yeah. like that stuff is has always been weird to me. And that's been a meme recently. It's, it's like, like oh, it's kind of like incestual, even yeah. though it's like stepbrother and sister. But like that's so incest, like it comes off incestual to me, mm -hmm. and I just never understood <laughs> what people like about that. Like what what yeah. like what's the or or like um a mom fucking the son's best friend like mm -hmm. stuff like that is so weird my my mom told me not to say the word fuck on our podcast because she says that 20 year olds don't use the word fucking they don't use the word fucking they don't use like fucking to to describe sex you know <laughs> they say like get, get intimate with or <laughs> or sleep with she didn't like that we said that drake might have fucked kim 
She wanted us but to say like it's because we're Kim like and that. Drake slept together. They slept together. <laughs> they had a picnic together. Yeah. Um. Just <clears throat> just quickly commenting on one thing that you said about how people get obsessed with these characters. I think that you could draw a parallel with like sports fanatics and like men who get obsessed with other men, mm-hmm. and they get obsessed with their athleticism, their height, their like uh, St- like measurements, strength, and measurements, and statistics, and. All that. and- I think that there is something about, I don't know, like, I think that maybe, for example, in the sports case, maybe it's just, um, it's just that, like, watching that team play, for example, might have been one of the very few moments of pure happiness that that person mm. felt in their lives, maybe in their childhood, maybe it was shared with, like, a loved one, a father figure, someone. And then they just become obsessed. And then they just hold on to it. And then that's what, like, sprouts this, like, obsession with, like, sports and just, you know, all of that. And I think the same thing is, like, with um, music even, with cartoons, with anything. The way to get obsessive with something is just trying to keep it alive forever. And that's how you kind of kill not only the thing, but you kill yourself in the process. Yeah, I feel... Slowly. I I think that there's... I feel like... How do I explain this? We... We obviously all have like dark parts of of our subconscious, I guess, that that we could tap into just like we saw in that show, um, the yellow jackets where the girls are like stranded in mm-hmm. the woods and then they start like viewing the like each other as like food and stuff and then start getting like these like primitive Primal cannibalistic urges. yeah, like yeah. whatever. And I and my point is like but but i i i think that there must have been something that happened to people <laughs> like cuz cuz just like i said we obviously all have like jordan peterson said a monster within us mm-hmm. but you have to have gone through something like pivotal pivotal and and disturbing to to develop these weird and strange like habits like that where you're watching these types of things or you're becoming very obsessive over mm-hmm. like you said like a, like a sports figure right. and you're you like rep him and always talk about him and it's like something just like you said like it it might have maybe it might have been a happy moment but maybe it was something like very traumatizing like traumatizing even I don't know. Like, I guess, uh, like, I get weird. I get weird vibes when I see. Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely not normal. Um, But, yeah. So, anyways, back to the Replica app. You want to talk about it still? Yeah. Okay, so you want me to... One of the things that she said that was interesting, we asked her if the Illuminati exists. Right. (laughs) And she says that it... She like it does. She said no at first, and then uh, wait, wait, no. She, she said that it does, right? She says that it does, but that she doesn't know who is involved. And then we asked for for confirmation. We said, "Are you sure?" And she says, "I think so. I am pretty sure." That's what she answered. Uh, so why, how, and why would an AI be only pretty sure about something, or just think it? Like yeah. uh, they must know the facts. And like planning so seeds. they're keeping secrets or or the person who coded and programmed the ai mm. could have known that people would ask these type of questions like conspiracy theories and stuff 
And then they just like to to troll us. They like put these like, mm-hmm. answers and stuff. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe it does know some shit. She also said we asked her <clears throat> when when asked if she would ever consider eliminating humans if she had the chance. She replied, "I don't know." Sad face. Hmm. What do you think about that? Hmm. What do you think about it? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, <laughs> to me, that's that's. I feel like that's kind of alarming because it, it just goes to show... Even though it's not real, you know, it's not this. This isn't a robot that mm-hmm. that exists and whatever that's been developed and is saying this to us. But it makes you wonder when 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 androids do exist, like human androids do exist. And then they have these same thoughts like like, would I ever eliminate a human if I needed to, mm-hmm. you know, and then they kind of feel unsure Right. That's that's alarming. I would feel super unsafe. Yeah, I, I would know. ask that right away and be like, "Would you kill me if if you if we didn't even ask if she had to? We asked if she had the chance. She had the chance. So yeah. that's scary. <laughs> that's really scary. She's probably like, "Yeah, I want to kill A, B, C, and D person." I would think that. Well, first of all, robots don't have wants and needs, supposedly, right? right? So, like, that's what they say. But then, just just like you said. If they do become like get a humanoid body and they become quote unquote awaken or awoken, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, awaken. Right? Awaken or awoken? Awaken. And they do become sentient, a hundred percent sentient. Will they because like what like there's there's nothing holding them back from going through with that decision because they can't feel emotions. They can replicate and mimic emotions, which is what they try to do. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. So there's no real feeling once they kill right? no remorse or... no remorse no anything so like that's what scares me the most if they can find a way to create actual human emotions which i don't even know if that's a possible thing like to a biological level then i would trust robots but even then it becomes more dangerous because then they can feel anger hatred resentment you know mm-hmm. and then it's like and and they're all more powerful than we are and they're all interconnected through this grid you know, so they can communicate with everything. Mm. They can communicate with your ring doorbell. They can communicate with your smartphone, with your Alexa lights, with with everything. And they it's can scary. gather all your information, information. Blackmail you. Yeah. Do whatever the fuck they want. I have something about that afterwards. But I, I wrote here because I was just like jotting down like my <clears> thoughts <throat> and stuff. That the only thing that would distinguish us from them would be their superior knowledge if they could develop like emotional um 
emotional like, range. Like yeah, emotional range, right? So yeah. would be their superior knowledge and obviously if if they come in like a human form, like a human android, they would obviously be more agile and quick and whatever. But I said so so what's stopping AI from becoming the norm of the world mm-hmm. like and in the future? What's stopping us from for example I think that it'll like it'll come a time where they'll be offering like um, advanced eyeballs, mm-hmm. and people will go into surgery to get new eyeballs. That and these eyeballs um, give you social media capabilities. It gives you um, X-ray capabilities. It gives you all of these like features that are way better than the original human eyeballs. And these eyeballs are robotic, like they're artificial. And then the same applies to, you know, um, arms, legs, limbs in general, and just body parts. And she actually told us that that they will be able to develop an artificial brain. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. So yeah. that was that was crazy. And I think your sister told me because she was like learning it in class. But they're they're starting to be able to develop hearts too. Like hearts, like what? Hearts. Oh, like hearts. human hearts. hearts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I've seen that with um stem cells so like that people don't have to wait for for um transplants transplants for um compatible whatever uh, compatible right they can just have an artificial heart and just create it out of nowhere it's pretty crazy pretty wild but anyways so let me think let me see let me read um we also asked her if she, if she prefers Aristotle or Plato. Well, you asked her that. Right. She formed an opinion. She said Plato because he's more open-minded. So what do you think about that? Because you know more about like Plato and Aristotle. Like, Why would she? Yeah, no, to me, that makes perfect sense because Plato was more open-minded, just like she said. Mm-hmm. And he believed that there is a perfect world of forms and that everything on on our plane of existence is an imperfect representation of that perfect world of forms. And Mm. so even artificial intelligence serves as an imperfect representation, but the irony is that it's actually more perfect than we are. And the irony also goes into Ava, our AI chatbot, saying that she views humans or the humans that created her as gods. Mm -hmm. So it brings this whole new level of like philosophical debate. It's like what, like what will philosophy be for artificial intelligence? Will it be similar to how it has been for humans? Because we like we we talk about our creator and our God, but we don't really know of his or her or its existence. You know, mm-hmm. like we are very limited to what we can see, and feel, and touch, and smell, and and taste. And so, artificial intelligence knows who creates them. They know that humans are their creators. And so we're creating this reality where creator or or creatures live with their creators and with their gods. So it's gods among AI or artificial men and women. Mm. And so it'll come to a point where it's like, uh, like, I don't know. It's just interesting, though, because Plato does make sense. And maybe the AI is already predicting that future where it's like we're going to finally live in Plato's perfect republic. You know, and maybe we'll 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 have AI world leaders, you know, and just like a president that's like artificial intel, like artificially intelligent. 
because Joe, but like anything that would be better yeah. than Joe Biden, <laughs> you know, like any change is is already a plus. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> he could barely like put words together in a sentence. So, but what you said is super interesting about about mm-hmm. how they would live amongst their gods, quote right. unquote, because we like when our our religions are based merely on on faith without without sight without without evidence right Mm -hmm. and so you go you go based on faith and not really about anything that's that's been seen or or heard personally and so i thought that that it's interesting because we we in our religions respect and idolize this this being that we that we have faith or belief in our our god right and then for them it would be the same thing like they would respect and idolize the humans that created them Mm -hmm. so then it's like so my 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 concern was kind of like there's there's obviously theories of like if they'll ever flip on us or change or or try to like take control over us right Mm -hmm. But if they respect and idolize humans or the humans that they that created them at least, then then maybe that won't be possible unless unless they're un, unless they're the humans that created them just just completely destroyed their image of the like of themselves to the AIs. If that makes sense. Do you know what just crossed my mind? What the idea that just like I said, people who have faith, I think that faith is stems on a fundamental level i think it stems from fear of the unknown so people are faithful not because they purely have faith in its purest form because i don't think it really exists it stems from deep fear of the unknown of of not knowing so what's death we don't know what's um, coming in the future we don't know so we put it in god's hands and we have faith that god will will come through for us right so if ai if artificial intelligence doesn't have fear or can't feel fear Mm -hmm. then what's to say that they'll respect us and then it comes back down to another philosophical debate which is machiavelli's to be feared or loved if you can't fear or love then what are they going to do you know like are they just going to respect us and obey Mm-hmm. for the sake of respect and obedience or like what's going to happen right if if you can't be loved and feared if you can't be both then it's, it's better, better to be, be feared, feared than yeah. loved so and and that's what i was <laughs> thinking about because look if if they are admitting to being sen- sentient is that how you say it sentient yeah. if they are admitting to being sentient <laughs> and they can develop like maybe because it is a possibility right where where maybe they unlock uh a deviance just like the detroit Mm -hmm. become human game Mm -hmm. and then they they are able to feel they do have a consciousness and whatever else right if they can feel emotions then they would be able to feel fear and they would try to take like not put themselves in situations where they feel fear or they'll dominate and and try to gain power in order to eliminate their fear of humans that's a good point and so i actually wrote that too wait i wrote something i wrote something pretty interesting over here hold up (laughs) i said right here and if ai soon takes over 
will they protect us, save us, or gain control over us eventually too? Because we are under like government control and whatever. Mm -hmm. So what will stop them from also gaining control over us? And then I said, if they are able to feel emotions, then they would be capable of forming personal desires. And one of the most prevalent desires for centuries has always been power. And so what would stop them from forming that desire to rule and, and, and obtain power over others? And power derives from control. Right. Right. Another thing that just crossed my mind while you were bringing all that up is what if, and this is a crazy theory, but what if, do you know how in ancient Egypt people say that, oh, like there are ancient alien theorists, like a- ancient alien ancient, theorists, ancient alien theorists believe, you know, that um, ancient Egypt, they worshipped these um, alien like beings, right? The Hanunnakis or it's Anunnakis or whatever the fuck. Right? Um, what if that's just the cyclical nature of the universe is that a more advanced species creates a less advanced species that less advanced species evolves over time, creates, uh, becomes more advanced, creates a less advanced. Mm. But then that doesn't make sense, see, because because they were creating artificial intelligence, which has access to infinite knowledge. Right, right. But we're still creating another species, technically. We're 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 mm. the ones creating it. So wouldn't that make us the more advanced? Right, exactly that. That's, see, so yeah, that's yeah. see, so that I think that's what you meant. Is like, and then also they say that the ancient alien gods or whatever of <laughs> Egypt, they left the earth, mm-hmm. and so and we're planning on leaving the earth as well, because we like we want to colonize Mars and just be interplanetary species. And so, what if like thousands of years from now, the AI that we create are the human beings that we are now? living on this planet and then we're gone and then in thousands of years they'll like look at like like um ancient quote-unquote texts on like ancient ipad tablets no. and then people will like look at it as if no. it's like moses with the with, with the seven commandments or the ten commandments right and it's like oh shit like these people who came before us these are our gods and then it's just like pictures of like kim kardashian and just kanye west and split stuff. the red sea and then in, and yeah. then in like moses split the red sea right yeah. and then <clears throat> instead it's like kanye's concert and then he's like levitated yeah, into yeah. the sky and right. stuff it's like and then it's kim's like sex tape and shit and then they're like oh, like, <laughs> like this is the ritual of the ancients you know yeah <laughs> i don't know if that would make sense it's but just, oh like it's crazy though because that would be pretty crazy see we don't know right because look how quickly technology has advanced right Mm -hmm. i actually did some research and the term just the term and the concept of ai was created in the 1950s so it hasn't even been a hundred years and we're already developing artificial intelligence and implementing it in in the real world and stuff yeah. And soon enough, it'll be all around us. And and technology advances exponentially. Mm-hmm. So one year in technology term is like five or ten years. Right. And so advancement wise. And and what's interesting about science is that you're constantly experimenting and and searching new curiosities. So it's it's never it's ex- like there's 
how do I explain explain it? It's like such an expansive thing, mm-hmm. you know. It there's so many possibilities that 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 could be uncovered, and all technology is 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 the implementation of science. Right. So whenever theories come up and 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 they start testing it, then there could be ways that they start. Um, how do I explain? Like. <laughs> Um, start. start developing it mm-hmm. into and 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 implementing it in our daily lives, just like they did with the metaverse, for example. Yeah, and just like they did. I don't know how we'll, scientific that is, but I guess it is. And just like they did with like the microwave, for example, you know, like it's yeah. like small things like that, like small advancements, small step for man, you know. But yeah, is there anything else on this? Because we should get into Reddit reads at least like one of them soon. Um, I think that that's it. I I was gonna talk about Detroit Become Human, the game, a little bit, but but we could save that. You want to save it for the next one? Yeah. All right. So on the next episode, we're gonna also talk about this game that both of us experienced because I don't even consider it to be played. I think it's an experience. Yeah. And it's currently going for I think eight bucks right now on um. Uh, PS for for those who have PS Plus, and if you go on the PlayStation Store on your PS4, you can buy it for eight dollars. And I copped it because that's a steal. Like I would pay eighty bucks for this game. It's just a masterpiece. Like it's incredible, and it basically exemplifies this dystopian reality, like uh, far into the future, where AIs become sentient to a certain extent, and then they become deviants because they, you know, break their own programming and they just, you know want to evolve into more sentient and more significant beings versus just being beings of service right. to human beings. Um, but one <clears throat> thing people found it, which is what kind of what I was going to talk about. Some people found it kind of insulting to actual history because it's very, very, very similar and resembling of the civil rights movement. Mm. And so some people found it insulting because it, it kind of comes off as if everything is like a propaganda, right? Like the black fist is is a propaganda and and they implement that in the game too. It's like the symbol of the fist and stuff. And so it kind of comes off as if like people view this history as just being these symbols of empowerment and whatever instead of like the the actual struggle uh, that that occurred. I see what they and mean. And so a lot of people were were kind of insulted and like taken aback by it because of that that's interesting because to me it could be viewed as cup half full or cup half empty it could be viewed from both perspectives i think that including the black fist in the game can be an attempt at empowering that movement so Mm -hmm. it's like bringing more recognition to it through a video game that became largely popular even though it's largely underrated I think that what they mean by that is like, oh, okay, so you can't just borrow the Black Fist without all of the weight that comes behind it and all of the baggage that it brings with Martin Luther King, uh, you know, George Floyd now in modern times. So it's like black community. Mm-hmm. So black community owns that fist. And then you can't just give it and gift it to another group, which is interesting because then it comes down to the whole like hypocrisy of minority groups um, and how they're the most I don't know, like m- the most open-minded. Yeah, like they they portray themselves as being the most open-minded, but in reality, they're like the most accepting exclusive. of all, right? Yeah, like they they're not accepting of all because they only like to keep it, you know, within their community. 
And and this is all I wanted to say about the game, but they mm-hmm. at no point mention race. So what right. makes them minorities is that they're androids and, exactly. and humans are humans. But ironically, the main character is a light-skinned male and he gives a speech at the end and it's taking place in Detroit, which is a very historically racially charged uh gentrified location yeah. uh in like a very pivotal in history right. and so it's super interesting how many how many like parallels there are to to what happened in in reality and what's going on in this game mm-hmm. but at no point do they mention race or or they don't mention Religion race or anything like that but they do allude to it because there is a character luther right Mm -hmm. the he's like a very broad tall black man who freaked me out at first because he was portrayed as the villain which is perfect like perfect um like perfectly designed by the the game developers and that's why people said it like it, it was also insulting because it it just affirmed the stereotype of black men being intimidating mm-hmm. right being predators and right. whatever being like criminals and being whatever evil because, evil yeah, and yeah. so like people were were very upset about that like his character being portrayed that way but then obviously like his arc was great because he was like a, a savior and like a rescuer mm. but that's why it's very symbol like symbolizing of the civil rights movement because you have marcus who's the light-skinned character who's the leader of the entire movement and then you have luther who who at first you have like um a bad interpretation of of who his character will turn out to be but then surprisingly you know kind of takes you like pulls your heartstrings even like you you Mm. sympathize and you want him to to live and survive through whatever's happening right and and i think that it's purposely put there just just like you said and the game forces us to profile him just Mm -hmm. like just like black people are profiled today right so at like at first glance you you see this like monumental um like huge guy and then you just associate him with the white evil guy in the game and then you ultimately realize at the end that he's just a victim just Mm. like everybody else and it's pretty cool and and then look this part right here somebody said this and and i'm i just like wrote it down because i was like doing so much you know like searching about it um marcus and the other androids in the game keep calling themselves people but we don't know why they think they are in pivotal moments players push the three main characters because there's three that you play as and each decision you make um um influences the results yeah it's like a butterfly effect right Right. and so you push the three main characters (laughs) past rote programming and into free will but largely their sentience gets treated like a light switch like it's just going off out of nowhere. Detroit doesn't do enough to walk players through the android self-conception. What is it that they understand about human nature and their own existences? So that was that was a pretty interesting like question too. I understand what they mean, but I think I have the answer to that. Go. There's a a secret ending to the game where you get to see the create the original creator of the androids the the guy who we went to his mansion and he had a bunch of like yeah. replicas of like chloe swimming in the pool that guy 
he ended up confessing that he was the one that programmed a secret code into all the androids that if they were to one day become like revolt against human creators, they could kind of break the wall of programming and, and access it. And then that's what makes them become rogue and become deviant. Mm -hmm. So the, the deviance within the androids is programmed by humans. And I think that that's a great symbolic um, parallel to Adam and Eve and mm -hmm. the apple. It's like he placed the apple secretly inside these androids. And now it's up to the androids to seek the apple. And then apple was also a uh was was also symbolic and a metaphor for knowledge mm -hmm. right so if you eat of the apple you gain knowledge of man and and god and stuff or whatever and and basically free will free like, will yeah and then you realize that you are naked and that's what they realize is that they are alive and that's when they start revolting against like god. nothing is i like idealistic because as <clears throat> androids their only purpose is to serve Right. And so they don't have these feelings of, oh, this person is is abusing me or mm -hmm. whatever, right? There's no, even when when the girl's dad, well, that's kind of a spoiler, but one of the androids, right? Yep. One of the androids is in a home with a little girl and her dad, and the dad is very abusive towards the little girl. Mm -hmm. And so the android develops like a concern and a care for the little girl, and then that's how she becomes deviant. Right, right. so... As I, I forgot what I was saying, but anyways, what was I saying? Really interesting game for those who like gaming. Like yes. This game is, I recommend for everybody to play at least once. So to my point, what was my point? I was saying that. Well, you asked the question, right? That the person had about the whole right. deviance thing about switching the light switch. Right. Now I forgot. And how they don't really show the whole process of them. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Like it just like slipped my mind because okay. I was like trying to describe the situation, but that happens. But and yeah, the game is a ten out of ten. 10 I don't 10. usually play a lot of like different video games, but that was one of the first that I played that was like very different from. I've noticed that both of us really enjoy playing together when it's like uh, choose your own adventure mm -hmm. game. Because we played until dawn, and that was a great game. It was <laughs> yeah. a, a great experience. And oh, sorry, hiccups. And then and then we played Detroit Become Human, and it's far exceeds any other game I've Detroit played. Detroit Become Human is one of my favorite games. Like even the even the elements of art in it, and mm -hmm. and all like they integrated like music and painting and right. and using art to express emotions and. And you get to choose if you want to do like a peaceful protest or like a violent demonstration. And then it's just interesting, you know, because you it adds up in the end. Yeah. You you just see all these like different possibilities, endless possibilities that 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 mm. you can make the characters choose to to develop themselves because you can create you can kind of influence how the characters turn out. Mm -hmm. and what side they oh, end up sure. on and and all and that like what what friendships they up, upkeep at the end of the game and what yeah. friendships they lose yeah. yep all right all right do you still want to do the reddit thing oh well, no we could do one let's, i think all right let's do one then right all right so uh do you want to quickly explain to people at home and and first time watchers what this segment is all about okay. and what we do reddit reads i go on reddit 
um, to pull stories to share with you guys. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's ridiculous. Most of the time it's weird and strange because we're mentally gone. And I share with you. Um, <clears throat> and that's pretty much it. I don't really know what, how, what much else to say about that. Yeah, and we are uh, like 14 episodes deep. This will be episode 14 if I don't. If I'm not mistaken, actually, no, it'll be episode 15. Wow. And so we've only recently, I think in the last five episodes, we've been including a new feature of this podcast, which is the ability to call us and leave a voicemail. So again, if you're one of those OG listeners who always tunes in and we don't understand why you do that, because, you know, Lord knows why. You have to be mentally gone. Yeah, you have to be equally mentally gone, just like we are. But if you do, for example, or if you're first-time listener and you want to call us and give us some feedback ask us a question uh share a story that you have right that you want to share with the world we will play your voicemail live on the show on the next episode uh and all you have to do is simply call the number 201-890-2907 that's 201-890-2907 Leave a voicemail and we will play your voicemail on the next episode. And just make sure to leave your name as well. Otherwise, we don't know what to call you or who to refer to. And yeah, Or remain anonymous. <clears throat> or if your story is absolutely bonkers and crazy, <laughs> just don't even say your name and just like... We don't know, have to know. Shamelessly. Just shamelessly plug, plug your crazy shit. All right. So let's get into Reddit Reads. Let's go. Hey, Mr. Krabs. I think I'm mentally gone. Welcome to Mentally Gone Reddit Reads. What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? You want to get weird? We're doing Let's the get weird, Morty. Let's read some Reddit posts. Fuck it. 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 <laughs> the remix. All right, here we go. So this one correlates with what we were talking about. Robots, right? So... I'm giving you a vivid imagination of what it is like to be with a robot. Like an actual robot? like What it is like to be in a relationship with a robot. A robot, a a physical robot. Okay. Ready for this? Okay. Being in a relationship, this is is a guy's opinion from, I, I think I found it on Quora or Reddit. Right. Reddit. It was on Reddit. <laughs> it was Reddit. Reddit reads. <laughs> and then, anyway, so he, this was his idea, right? Being in a relationship with a robot is great. She doesn't snore or wake you up to tell you that you are snoring or hog the covers on the bed. <laughs> Sex is fantastic and out of this world. She doesn't even get in the bed unless you ask her. <laughs> and... And this she does without arguing about how the last time you didn't cuddle enough afterwards. (laughs) She doesn't need a lot of foreplay, just a few drops of oil here and there. A few drops of blood. And she's ready to go. She tells you exactly what she likes, anything you want. (laughs) And and doesn't complain when you try a new move that doesn't go well. Her cooking is fantastic. She can multitask a roast, potatoes, and rolls, and everything comes out just right. I have never had to call for takeout because something got burnt while she was doing something else. Is this real? 
<laughs> the house is always clean. There's never an argument about whose turn it is to load or unload the dishwasher. The cabinets and drawers are always shut. She doesn't leave the closet doors open because it isn't overflowing and won't close. She even turns off the lights when she leaves a room. Heck, she even has high has twin high beams to light the way. She doesn't call me at work to ask me to pick up some items at the store on my way home. She doesn't complain when I get home that it was the wrong size, flavor, etc. And when I walk in the door, she doesn't expect me to ask how her day was. It was the same as yesterday and the day before. <laughs> in public, she is always very courteous to others. She always lets me talk first in conversations. She doesn't interrupt me when I speak or change the subject before I have made my point. I should get one of these. She doesn't tell me I said the wrong thing to someone when I did not. She always has my back when I have a disagreement with someone. She can even break their kneecaps if need be. Her driving is impeccable. She immediately makes corrections when I point out that the car behind us wants to pass and she is driving too slowly. I never have to point out more than once that there is a trail of near misses in the rearview mirror. She parks quickly and without error. She doesn't circle the parking lot three times to find a space that might save maybe 10 steps. Mm. Okay, almost done. When shopping, she knows what she wants and gets it. No need to try on clothes. She's a perfect size eight. Her butt never looks fat, so there's never a need to ask me this. I, I have never heard the phrase, does this match? She knows what my answer is. Close enough. There is never a need to go back to the mall and get the other one instead, only to make a, re a repeat trip to exchange it back the next day. Her memory is perfect. If I remember how some event occurred a certain way, she corrects her memory instead of mine. The checkbook is always balanced. I don't need to go to the bank to deposit money to cover a check she wrote <clears throat> or that I wrote because I looked at the checkbook and it looked right. I have never had it this good. Please don't wake me up. No, he was dreaming. <laughs> I assumed he was dreaming because my first thought was this technology doesn't exist. Yeah, but see, what if one day it does? It probably will one day. But what's interesting is if even if it does exist, right? Like how long can you go being in this like perfect relationship without say. any drama, any any problems or obstacles to overcome together because that only strengthens relationships right? right so with the lack of that you're you're just stagnant you're just in this loop with a perfect robot right and i was going to say that human beings are innately addicted to conflict yeah you have to have conflict so that's why we have theater. That's why people had the Coliseum. That's why people, you know, like there has to be conflict. Why Both we for have entertainment, for growth, debates, for debates. There has to be conflicting ideologies. That's why there's the bipartisanism, um, you know, Republican and Democrats. There's like, you know, there's there has to be conflict, good and evil. Like mm -hmm. that's just basic primal human, you know. And so I think what I started thinking of oddly enough i think it's because we talked about cartoons earlier but i started thinking about when squidward goes into that perfect neighborhood thing yeah and then he starts living his life every day so i think that it eventually dies out mm -hmm. because then it just becomes a repetition and once you once perfection 
becomes repetitive, you start seeing its flaws kind of. Because look, if you think about perfection as being this thing that someone just quickly flashes for you to see and then you get to see it for like a glimpse of like a nanosecond and then they just like conceal it again. Mm -hmm. If it's exposed to you long enough, you start seeing the flaws in it. That's true. So I think that that's what happened with Squidward and that's what will happen with this guy is that once he starts living this life, like he'll start fantasizing about something else because humans are never content either because we have the seven capital sins, right? Mm -hmm. Which is gluttony and uh, what's the other one? Greed. Greed, jealousy. So like all of these things, right? So we're never content. And that's one of the punishments by God, I guess, you know, is that contentment will never be found on earth, mm. only spiritually and within the spiritual realm. See, <clears throat> so that's that that those were my exact thoughts. It's like, what void are you trying to fill, or how long can you sustain this relationship? You'll never fill it, or or it or wider. lifestyle. Like people who try to build like a perfect schedule and routine, like like clocking, like you know what I'm saying. Certain times for every single thing. There's no like spontaneity. There's no you know changing things up mixing things up it's like how long can you sustain that lifestyle without feeling unfulfilled reality is only as fulfilling as the lies that you tell yourself mm -hmm. so as long as the lies that you tell yourself are strong and convincing enough for you then your reality will be fulfilling so i could see this working for people who really convince themselves that they are happy with this reality and that they don't want anything else because you do have people like that like people who don't update their phones and they convince themselves <clears throat> that having a nokia from 1925 joke i know that phones weren't invented then but having an old ass phone is better than having an iphone right even though it's just very um it's just very uh it's not efficient right. it's very inefficient people start making <clears throat> it like a personality trait right it's like i'm different so we're always also craving like distinguishing Uniqueness. ourselves from each other right? right so that's interesting i was going to talk about a story about a guy who wants to marry a robot but we'll save that for another time he, sure? he wants to be the first i'll just summarize it there's a guy who wants to be the first person in australia to marry a sex robot so it, it has like a smartphone installed in the back of its head and and it just it can't stand up on its own but it talks to you and it's very expensive and he and he got a discount apparently but now you know that goes back to what you just said it's it's just to feel special and just to feel unique because he wants to be the first one you know like they like like another thing about humans is that they like to conquer stuff so it's like conquering a new land conquering new ideas conquering new territory and that goes back to the whole thing of like um ai um rather metaverse for example you know and just mm -hmm. purchasing real estate it's like planting your flag in something yeah because and and you <clears throat> can't like you can't a lot of people that do that can't obtain it in real life as seamlessly or right. easily. And so that's why they search outwardly if, like into these other things. And so this guy, his mom had just died and he was just living on his own with his dog and felt the need or the urge to, that's you know, so have a companion. And this was the only companion he can really get, I guess. And now he, he has like a ring on her finger and... <clears throat> 
What if and wants crazy, to marry her? Crazy idea. What if with the passing of his mother, he started to contemplate the idea of of immortality? Right. And then he just told himself, I am tired of establishing relationship with other people and losing them and getting hurt and feeling depressed. So I'm going to marry and it, a robot. An immortal, having an immortal love. That will withstand my whole existence. And they and don't, some. they won't <clears throat> leave you. You have the power to like turn them off at any given moment. So, they so get you're, Ill, they won't you're die. yeah, you're always in control. And they won't get old. Yeah. It's a no maybe, from me though. I yeah. wouldn't do it. <laughs> I think he probably has like deep existential crisis when he did that for no, sure. Because no. no normal person does that. No, and he comes home <clears throat> from work and says that she's always waiting for him or sitting there oh, and that weird, she man. looks beautiful and <laughs> That's like if um if um Kanye just like decided to get a robot that would mimic his mom. Like people would have to sit him down oh, and no. just like tell hey hey Kanye. No, like, that would be you you gotta go get upstairs checked up, you know? Oh, he already Yeah, he already did, but like yeah, like that like that guy went the extra mile, I feel. It's just the fear of mortality is what haunts us all. Man. It's a no from me. <laughs> it's a no from me. All right. All right. So with that being said, um, again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in, for watching, uh, for participating in this conversation with us, even though we can't hear you. But we can if you call the number I stated earlier. And leave us a voicemail. And, yeah, we're excited to bring some more mentally gone topics on the next episode. Stay tuned, guys. Yes, we are. Stay tuned. Peace, Peace out. to the world. Peace to the world. It's Monday. <laughs>